Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast, the show that provides a platform for self-made entrepreneurs to share their stories on how they got where they are today. If you're a budding entrepreneur or a business owner looking for further inspiration, education, or motivation, then look no further. This is the show for you. And now, let's get started with your host, Zach Duggar. Welcome to the Freedom Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Duggar. Now, there are many ways that you can proceed in your entrepreneurial journey, and sometimes you build upon the one step into the next. And now my guest today, John Morley, is someone who is a perfect example of that. He's a serial entrepreneur and has been helping support others in many varieties of ways. So, John, I'm going to have you talk about this throughout the podcast today. So I'm going to cut that intro a little short as we get into this conversation. Well, Zach, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a, it's a pleasure to uh, to be on your show today. And I always am passionate, but what makes me really passionate is to talk to other people about the potential that they could change their life into. Because see, Absolutely. there's all different realities, right? And if you think of quantum jumping, quantum physics, without getting too into that, everything is energy. So we all have a potential to be something else. If you don't like it, you can change it. If you do like it, well, then you can keep doing what you're doing. But as Einstein said, if we don't like what we have, if we keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, and we expect different results, that's insanity. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. So what I love to talk about first in this is just when you got started on your career path, where were you, what were you doing? What was your focus? What was your kind of educational career journey? And then when was that point at which you ventured off into some more of an entrepreneurial pathway? So I knew that when I was in my sophomore year that I didn't want to work for anybody. I knew that. By my junior year, I um, I had uh, decided that uh, I was going to test the waters. So I started a small little IT company in college. And yep. you're allowed to make a certain amount of money um, you know, tax-free and all that. So I started that. I was helping teachers, helping students, but it was very different than today, Zach. It was $10 for a phone call and it was $15 for an on-site visit. Now I didn't say per hour. I said per visit. So if I had to come out and help you set up a printer, it took me an hour. It was still 15 bucks. Usually I did everything in 10 or 15 minutes, but the thing was, it was one, the way I did it, it was one trip problem so if i come out there and you had a problem with your screen well that's 15 bucks i solved that now you have a problem with a game well that's another 15 bucks but usually people just call me out there for one problem they have no sound they can't print or i remember one kid calling me out there uh we spent so much time it was a lost leader and uh he called me out there for something so archaic like he couldn't play a game in dos and I was just like, I'm going to call him Chris. That's not his name. I'm like, Chris, what's the deal here? What do you need? Oh, John, I can't get up to level 12. All right. So what do you want me to do? 
Well, the program keeps crashing because it's using DOS driver. I see that's your problem. You should be using a better game. No, but this game is awesome. I'm not a big gamer into DOS. So um, he said, no, I got to play this game. He says the sound card keeps crashing and it was DOS. And so for those of you who don't know, in DOS, disk operating system, in order to, we had Windows at that point. I think it was Windows for Worker, but Windows 311, and it was just terrible. And the way it would work is all the drivers had to load in DOS first, uh, the memory manager, the mouse driver, the sound driver, okay? And if you're in Windows, it kind of had its own driver, but you had to load it in, in the DOS because if you played a DOS program, well, you wouldn't have a mouse. You wouldn't have sound. Yeah. And... Uh, he uh, told me, he says, how much do you get? I said, it's it's 15 bucks. He said, oh, that's not bad per hour. I said, no, 15 bucks. He said, wow, you're crazy. He says, that's cheap. So I went over there to take a look at it. And uh, I said to him, I said, Chris, I said, uh, I'm going to need some more time. I said, it's getting late tonight. And I have class tomorrow at like 8 a.m., 7 a.m. by the time I get breakfast. And I think you have an early class. He's like, yeah. I said, why don't we plan to do this maybe like on Saturday morning? And uh, it was like Thursday. He said, okay. So I came back Saturday morning, knew what I was getting involved with. And uh, he says, can I get you anything? I said, I I'm fine. He said, well, I'm making lunch. I said, all right. So he got me a pizza. So got me lunch and I'm playing around with this for a while. This was not a five minute thing. And literally what I was doing, Zach, is I was taking the order of the memory and basically trying to get it contiguous. It basically means that there's not a there's no spaces. It was like as tight as it could be, right? So when you pack a car or... Uh, you pack these containers. There's some people that I call them the pack experts. I'm not a pack expert when it comes to packing or camping, even though I'm an Eagle Scout. You have to get every little nook and cranny and figure out how to get everything just so tightly packed without destroying things, without breaking things, right? So um, got this all done a couple hours later, eating lunch, and he goes and plays the game. And it gets up to level 10. I said, he said, no, I got to get to level 12. He's like, I got to get past level 12. I was like, oh, Lord. So we wait. I'm having my pizza. Level 11. He's, don't worry. He's like, I'll be at 11, 11 pretty soon. I'm in 12. I said, you're at 12. He said, no, I got to get past 12. So he would get past 12. And as he finished 12, the system would freeze or it would do all these things. And then it would just crash. So he's at level 12. I said, see, you got it. He said, no, 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 no. You got to wait. You got to wait until it changes to level 13. So we're waiting. Starts doing these little animations. I said to him, we're good. He said, no, no, it's it's got to go through this. It's got to not crash and get to board 13. So the animations were like, I don't know, a minute or two. Seemed like eternity. And he said to me, um, so we're at level 13. I said, oh, great. Can I go? He says, no, no, I want to play level 13 and see if it works past level 13. So I waited for him to play level 13, level 14, level 15. I said, how many layovers are in this game? About 99. I said, it's not crashing. I said, if it went past level 12, level 13, it's not crashing. You sure? I said, yeah. And if it crashes, just call me back. You don't owe me anything extra. He says, uh, he says, uh, he says, well, what do I owe you? I said, you owe me 15 bucks. 15 bucks for last time. And this time I said, 15 bucks for the whole problem. Oh. Gives me the 15 bucks. He says, you know, I have another pro another game. I said, oh. So I might call you to fix that one too. I was like, oh boy. And I remember my favorite game that I spent a lot of money on. Uh, I actually bought the game and I bought it early from the people that make King's Quest 7, Sierra Games. I okay. bought, I think I was in fifth or sixth grade because this one kid said, oh, you have to get this game. So I 
kid, not even out of uh, grammar school, got a partnership with Sierra Games, and I bought basically 100 games. So you could make a little bit of money, maybe 5 or $10, not a lot, because I can't sell it for more than what it goes for. On the street, it goes for, let's say, it might go for $59.99, but I might buy it for $49.99 or, or $42.99, and you can't mark it up more than what you're supposed to. And um, I sold these games even before I had the the boxes. But I wasn't allowed to give them out, even though I had them a week early, until the game day releases. Did you have them? I said, yeah, I have them, but I can't give them to you yet. Oh, no, you got it. I said, no, I can't. But you have them, right? I'm like, yeah. He said, have you played? I said, I can play it, but you can't. Oh, how come? Well, because we're partners with Sierra. Oh, no way. How do we become? I said, well, you want to buy 100, 200 games? You could become a partner, too. How much is that? Well, a couple hundred games. You know, it's probably like, um, I'd say easily 390 bucks to, uh, he said, well, 390 bucks, um, he says, uh, uh, $3,900. He says, $3,900. I said, yeah, well, 39 times 10 is 30, you know, 390. He said, yeah, so it's $3,900. I said, that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, I bought 100 games. You're crazy. So that got me into that spirit. I also knew that I wasn't going to make money selling King's Quest games forever because it just was not a big market. And I remember that when a game has a phone number that you have to call to get help, tips, you know, they're, they're kind of shady. And it was a 900 number at the time. And so King's Quest 7, for those of you who don't know, it's this game has all these hidden things where you have to you have to figure out how to get the water out of the pond. You have to go get a certain thing. You have to go to the bottom. You have to do this, go back to the dinosaur, all these crazy things so that you can get to and win the game and get the trophy and all these things. So what happened after that is I decided that I guess I'm good at what I do. I got validation. Absolutely. And, uh, what's that? <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds like it. And so... Um, I started advertising, you know, the computer IT guy, just, just $15 to visit your, uh, to visit your dorm. Uh, we'll schedule any time up to 11 PM. Uh, and, uh, if you want us to make a phone call, and then and the kid was funny when I went, there. he's like, he's like, do you take credit cards or check us? No, Chris, we take cash. Oh, you don't take credit cards. No. I said, I didn't have a business. Oh, cause I have a credit card. I wanted to get miles on like, like you're killing me. He's like, all right. He's like, I guess I'm gonna have to get my money, the allowance from my parents. I guess I'm gonna have to like not use my beer money this week and give it to you. I said, well, you want the computer? He's like, yeah, all right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> so um, then I started getting hooked up with the professors, and the professors can be very interesting. They like to admit that they know everything when they don't know everything, and so they know everything about their class. And so I was in one of these professors' classes, doctor, of course. And uh, he said to me, John, uh, he says, um, after class, he says, you know, I have a question about uh, such and such. I said, you're asking me for help? You're the, you're the computer professor? Well, yeah, but I, 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 I teach programming. I don't, you know, I don't know computer, like, you know, like operating systems. I teach programming. All right. Come down to my office later. He says, uh, he said, what would you charge me? I said, for a problem, it's it's fifteen dollars. Yeah, I have a problem. I can't print. Okay, going down. Oh, uh, by the way, he says you didn't help me. I didn't help you. I didn't help you. No, 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 no. You did help me. 
um, you know, off the record, but on the record, you didn't help me. I said, what are you saying? You don't want to pay? No, 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 no. In other words, you and I know that you've helped me. I'm like, yeah, but no one else should know that you helped me. Do you get me? I get it. You want me to keep it a secret? Yeah, that's all. It just it wouldn't work really good with the other professors and people and students knowing that I'm, you know, you know that I'm, you know, calling a student. How that wouldn't go over too well. Oh, okay. So I'm in this class, and uh, here's the kind of class that if you don't show up, you fail because he takes his tests ninety percent from the lectures and not from the the books. He believes the books are just something to keep the institution going. But he says, I hardly take anything out of the books. He says, there's really nothing in there. So he might pull a vocabulary word out of there if you're lucky. And if you know the book, well, you might get by passing the test with a 50. Um, so you got to know a lot more than what's in the book. So he was going over this, this um, uh, situation, scenario. And he went over and went over it real fast. And I said, uh, I raised my hand. I said, uh, Professor, I said, could you repeat? where you were going with those lists and how they connected. And the other people are like, yeah, uh, yeah. Could you repeat that? Yeah, sure. So he's going through something else. And then he did something else and he's like, okay. And everybody got to him like, um, no, can you repeat that part again? You guys all, and they don't all want to say that they didn't get it. And he's like, John, everyone else seemed to has, have gotten it. So I'm not going to waste the class time and repeat it. And I said, you know, professor, I said, um, repeating things is very interesting. It has a certain, I don't know, semblance to secrets. The fact that people do things and then they don't want you to know they've done things or because, you know, they don't want to repeat something. But then somebody might have to say something because they couldn't repeat something. You know what I'm saying? All right, John, I'll, I'll go over this one more time, but listen. So he knew exactly what I was saying, and he repeated the whole thing, and they were like, how did you get to repeat? I said, that's a secret. <laughs> and uh, then I became a student that uh, ran the University of uh, Telecommunication Department. I wrote the software that turned people off when they didn't pay their bills and on when they paid their bills. And uh, I did that because I didn't want to pay for voicemail. I was cheap, but I ran the whole University of uh, Telecommunication Department. After that, I graduated. My dad actually I had a, a I had an opportunity to get a pretty lucrative job, and I knew this company very well, and I knew what they did. I didn't want to work for them. And he says, uh, John, he says, you know, um, we want to offer you an opportunity. I said, I'll call the guy Frank. I said, Frank, I said, my friend works for you. Oh, well, that's great. I said, I'll be happy to work for you, providing that you don't ask me to build anything, write anything or deploy anything that's going to harm another human being. He looked at me, he says, um, well, um, what do you mean by harm? Well, I don't know. I don't want to be involved with weapons. I don't want to be involved with any killer type systems, anything that might harm or hurt or even temporarily paralyze someone. Oh. Uh, you know what we're offering you for the position. I said, it doesn't matter. So he puts the number on the table. He says, um, well, if you change your mind, you know, I could double that to bring you on board. I said, I bet you could. But one thing you can't do is you can't buy my integrity. It came back to me. He goes, um, you know, you're stupid. I said, no. 
I said, I just can't be bought like most of the people in this class. He says, you could have had a lot of money. I said, I'm going to have a lot of money anyway, but I'm going to be doing what I want to do for a living and not being told what I need to do. And he was like in another world. So he knew he lost me at that point. And I graduated and my dad said, I'm going to give you a choice. You can either go work for somebody and I will give you this money or, uh, uh, and you could take, I think he said, you could take, a, um, you, you could take a week off and I'll give you this money and you can go get a job or I'll give you this much money, which was like triple the amount of money and you could take a month off. So that sounds better. He says, yes, I'm giving you the month off because you're going to need it when you go back because you're going to be starting your own company. I was like, oh, and that's kind of where we went. And uh, that's going to be 30, this year will be 32 years young uh, for the company. And about out of college, I hired this marketing and advertising company. They're supposed to be the best in the world. They're still in business, by the way, ripping people off very successfully. <laughs> and um, they uh, didn't know what they were doing. So 14 years ago from today, I said, I had enough. People said to me, John, you can't market. You can't advertise. You don't know this. You don't know that. I said, I need to stop listening to these people. And um, I remember I was head of, um, it was basically at our, our school. I was vice president, the one that handled all the money for the different clubs. And one weekend, they wanted me to actually give out $40,000 that they already signed checks for to this entertainer. Long story short, the entertainer was going to basically try to abuse people. And I said them real straight that you're not going to do that to us or the money. You're not going to get it, yada, yada. And then I said, if you don't care about money, I'm going to make sure that every single trip that you guys are going on, you know, Harvard, Yale, Quinnipiac, Marist, they're all going to start canceling. So within two weeks, you'll probably have no place to go. So they paid a lot of attention to me. But then I started realizing that I could have the dreams I wanted. Manifested my first luxury car. And then I realized, you know, this is what got me this. Well, this is what I did then. But then 14 years ago, this kind of reminiscing the fact that I could do more than what people are telling me. And I said, you know, this company can't even print a lousy business card. They can't even print a book that's spelled right, that, that has the right punctuation. And I said to the guy, I said to him one time, he says, oh, we don't print it. We send it out. And something finally just kicked with me. And I said, I can't do this anymore. And like I said, 14 years ago, I went to Xerox, who we're a client of. And I, uh, I said to them, Xerox, hey, how do I become a mom pop small print shop? Like, how do I start that? Because I want to be a large marketing company, but I don't even know how to start printing. He's like, well, John, it's real simple. I said, how, how do I do it? He says, it's 150. I reach my wallet. I give him $150. He says, no, John, $150,000. Oh, you said a buck, 150. Yeah, no, we made 150,000. Went to my bank, got the loan. Long story short, I bought myself my first Xerox print production machine, got training on it for over 40 hours. And now not only did I know the technical side, which I always did, but now I understood things like electronics for imaging, fireys, how graphics worked. I was always in a video production, so I got back into that. And then I decided that I need to start becoming what nobody could be for Jaymore, my IT company. And Jaymore became its first client. And at least that business 
space for a dollar a month to keep a legal agreement. And I started printing all our own brochures, our own flyers, and it was great. I could do all these things. And then at two o'clock in the morning, I could send it through. I'd come in the office the next morning and it would just be sitting there waiting for me to just roll to the post office the next morning and they'd mail out. But I did that. And then I realized in order to keep this going, this is a hobby right now. The problem with most people is they start a business and then they it's a hobby for them and it doesn't make money. So you can make your hobby a business, but you should never should make your business a hobby. That's very Repeat that one more. Time. I think that's okay. a good point there. Okay. You can make your hobby a business, but never make your business a hobby. I don't know why, but our audio went off on you. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, I must have said something they didn't like. <laughs> I'm not hearing you. I don't know what happened. Uh-oh. I'm here. I'm going to repeat what you said while I'm just checking on my side. Looks like uh, there was a slight adjustment I need to make on my side. So Okay. On my end, but um, repeat that statement that you made. One sure. More. So... You can make your hobby a business, but don't ever make your business a hobby. What that means is if you have a hobby and you're passionate about it, turn it into a business. Absolutely. Okay. Be resilient. Um, do the right things. But if you have a business, don't treat it like a hobby. Don't lessen its importance. Don't um, become unreliable. Right. Um, don't just be like, you know, whatever. And a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's not really my business, my hobby. I make money at, well, it's not a business then. So if you're making money at something and you're not really conscious and you're not really passionate in there, it's not a business. It's a hobby. So I always tell people you should close those opportunities because they're going to fail and burn. Because eventually you're going to have something you can't handle. And the customer will be like, what kind of business are you running? Well, I'm not really running a business. What do you mean? Well, I'm running a hobby and I collect money. Why are you doing that? And then that's going to get in a lot of trouble. Yep. So first two years, Zach, I failed miserably. Yep. <laughs> and uh, after that, I decided to build a print production graphic media design center after we grew. Yep. And... Um, that's where we are today. And actually, it's funny that we're talking about this because um, our lease expires on February 29th of this year, 2024. And we were on the fence about what we're going to do. And we thought yeah. we had six months to let them know. And our landlord's not the, let's say they're not the most friendliest people. Um, friendly would be a very nice word. <laughs> and so we got a notice the other day saying you haven't exercised your right to renew your lease. I was like, well, we have six months. Oh, no, no, no. We want eight months notice. I said, well, um, right now, I don't think, well, we're going to give you till Friday, which is tomorrow. So I came back and said, well, we're not planning on renewing. The most we might ask you for is a one to three month extension. But trust me, our team wants nothing to do with your organization. Hmm. I get a response back saying, well, John, that was not an option for you to make choices on. The landlord's not here to entertain your wishes. I respond back and I said, okay, no problem then. I guess you've made my decision very easy for me. Um, we'll be vacating February 29th or sooner. 
Have a great day. Oh, by the way, you probably should talk to our neighbor next door. I bet he'd probably love to have our space. <laughs> and so we're going on another, I should say another, um, a little uphill climb because I'm building a new facility next year. Because I decided that we don't want to be in a building that we lease anymore. Too many restrictions. Uh, I like so that's that. Our new, that's our new thing. And so um, we do video production. So I built a video production, print production, graphic media design company. And so yep. what that does is that was basically the brainchild that runs Jmore and my other companies. Okay. So if you have that marketing engine, and I didn't know marketing for squad. I learned it the hard way. But what I don't do to people and I got certified. I don't lie to people and say, hey, you know, you got to give me $10,000 and then just hope I know what I'm doing. No, no, no. Right. We put a plan together. This is how we work. Or somebody comes and says, hey, John, um, we need you for two hours. Well, I'm touched that you want to hire a firm for two hours. And maybe you don't understand how marketing advertising works. We have a minimum retainer of 20 hours a month. It sounds like you probably want to hire a high school kid. Because mm -hmm. we're not the match for you. You don't want business? No, we do. But we typically engage in a three to six month commitment of 20 hours per month. And yep. we go over a budget and things like that. So I think what I've learned is that there's a lot of people out there that want to tell you can't. Henry Ford said something great, Zach. And that is, yep. if you think you can't, you're right. If you think you can, you're also right. That got me into doing blog talk radio, which went to another show, which went to something else, which went to some podcast. And just January, I launched Inspirations for Your Life, Drive Time National Radio. We're now heard around quite a few states. Uh, by, I think it's by October, we'll be 5 million. And by the end of the year, we'll be at wow. 41 million. So right now, we're just oh, wow. at 25,000. So we've got a small number right now. But we're yeah. live every Tuesday morning. And this week's topic, every week we have a master topic. We start on a Saturday and we roll all the way through the week and we run through on a Friday. In fact, just before your show, every day we do a short podcast called the IFYL uh, Inspiration of Your Life Daily Podcast. It's 15 to 20 some minutes. Sometimes I have guests, sometimes yep. not. But it's meant to be a daily dose of inspiration. The Tuesday show is like an hour show. Gets a lot deeper. Well, this whole week is about ARPC, and it's not a car. It's not a feature you can buy. It's called Acceptance, Rejection, Projection, Connection. What the heck is that? So in life, we either accept something or we reject something. Pretty easy to do. The challenge is most people don't know that they're accepting or they're rejecting. But what they also don't know is... While they're rejecting a lot of the time, they're projecting automatically, whether they want to or not. And then it's connecting to the person that they may or may not want it to connect to. For example, I use the analogy, uh, somebody wants to ask a gentleman or a lady to dance. And uh, say, oh, gee, could, you, would you, how, could I dance with you? Oh, I don't want to dance with you right now. So now you take that back and like, oh, he or she hates me. Like... I guess I don't look good. I mean, I guess I'm not attractive enough. I guess maybe I didn't say it right. Maybe my breath is bad. Uh, maybe she thinks I'm a terrible dancer. Like, I don't know. She probably thinks I'm a loser because I'm never this. I don't play sports. So you can do all these things in your head. When you need to just stop and go back and say, wait a minute. 
maybe she doesn't dance or maybe he danced with five other people tonight and is tired or maybe they don't like the music maybe so by me putting the fact that oh she doesn't want to dance with a person like me with my kind of attitude with with oh maybe i'm too skinny that's the problem i'm 170 she wants a guy that's got more meat on oh that's the reason or i don't have enough muscle that's where no no stop that stop that stop that i get it she probably just so now that i say that that projects on projects onto her connects to her and then she's like yeah he is a jerk he's a really jerk he is a loser i'm glad i didn't dance with him so it kind of confirms that loop like see i'm so glad i don't want to deal with her so you created it though you started the loop she had nothing against you instead of i don't want to dance you oh sharon okay no biggie um can we can we go grab a drink you want to get to me yeah yeah i liked it let's do that like don't be so negative that's the reason people don't get what they want in this life they focus on the negative we got to focus on the positive you are where you are today ladies and gentlemen because of the thoughts you had in the past you will be tomorrow in the future by the thoughts you have today now it's not like you know you you put an order in uh on your uh ipad or on the fast food thing or you dial a number and it comes up no 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 you have to keep reinforcing that and as you do that um it will become second nature to you so people say well what about hypnosis and i'm certified in that but hypnosis doesn't just do it like that you've got to be willing and wanting to change people say well gee just make him change no i'm not going to do that number one and number two it's not going to stick because the part of the ego the part of the subconscious is going to deflect that even if i try to put it in there oh well just do some kind of magic no no it's hypnosis is not magic and so i think people get a false idea of what motivation is and if your motivation right now is that you know you're upset because you can't do something why not be grateful for what you can do today i call it john's uh daily alphabet of gratitude when you wake up every morning take the letter a name two things i'm so happy and grateful that there's so much clean abundant air for me to just breathe in and get so much energy i'm so happy and grateful that i have an amazing attitude and i'm able to connect with so many other people around the world but don't just say it ladies and gentlemen feel it okay maybe we'll skip to the but you go through every single letter and you do this at night and you do this in the morning you could do it when you take off your watch you could do it when you put on your watch when you get dressed undressed you want to do it like that twice so as you do this cycle and it becomes natural then it's like okay a good thing i tell people to do is to put a post on um on their uh, on your bed post uh post of your bed and you could write a little sticky note and say i am so happy and grateful that i am wired for success when you get up you see those things see our mind our ras we call it our reticular axis which is located the back if i asked you a question right now and i could ask you zach um first of all what color car do you drive i drive a silver car okay so i'm gonna ask you a question um you probably would agree there's a lot of silver cars on the road aren't there yes yeah there are a lot of silver cars i would probably agree to disagree with you that there are more white cars on the road 
Now, who's right? Who's wrong? We're both right <laughs> because it's our perception. Yeah, You're focused on what you're in. So if I got you focused on this and focused on success, guess what you're going to do? You're going to focus on, you're going to keep taking action and your brain's like, okay, I guess I got to show a million dollars. All right. But if I say, oh, I'm just going to fail. I'm just going to do this bad again. I'm just going to have more debt. Okay. That's what you want. Coming right up. How much more debt you want? I'll keep serving it to you. And you right laugh. Back to that. Yeah. What's that? I was right back to that Henry Ford quote. Exactly. Back to the Hen Henry can Ford quote. Can, so right. quotes are very important. But I think the reason why people don't achieve is because they don't understand that they have to feel things. And the way I, and I, we don't have too much time to get into this, but I do heart math a lot. Now it's not engineering, but there are two brains in our body. For those of you listening and, and watching today, we have the brain up here, which is very important, intelligent brain, but we have a second brain. That brain is our heart. Now here's something that'll blow you away. Our brain has connections to our heart. Well, not that. Sending signals. But did you know that our heart has more signals going to our brain? More signals from our heart. So that means that we need to get our body into a heart-brain coherence. What is that in a nutshell, real quick? Um, it's a type of meditation. I hook up biofeedback devices, and I basically get my levels really, really low. When your heart and your brain are in coherence, it's like things just start to flow. And that's hard to explain. You have to do it to believe it. Um, and I know we're almost at time, but the last thing I want to share with you guys, um, the, a serial entrepreneur is basically someone that starts other companies because they have a challenge in one and they want to solve that problem. That's what a, an entrepreneur, an owner, which is what I was in college, is somebody that's all concerned about all the logistics, how to work things. But they're not concerned about making money. They're just trying to keep the doors open. An entrepreneur does it because he or she is passionate about doing it. See, those, those are the keys. But a lot of people think, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur. Okay. Have you been a business owner? No, but I'm going to be an entrepreneur. for No, you're not. You're going to be. I was an, I was an owner for many years. I only became an entrepreneur. I'm going to say probably about 10 years after the company opened. I became a serial entrepreneur 14 years ago when I realized that when I have a problem, I can solve it myself. I may need to create an invention. I may need to create something. And, I, and you've heard people say this before. If it doesn't exist, I'm going to create it. That's a serial entrepreneur's mindset. But we get lazy in our head. That, that's what happens. So if you can visualize something. And I'll give you another great quote, and that is from uh, Neville Goddard. You guys probably know Neville Goddard. He said, I cannot climb a ladder. In the back of the church, he told everyone, you're not going to climb a ladder. Put all over your home and your work. I will not climb a ladder. I will not climb a ladder. I will not climb, I will not climb a ladder. Then when you go to sleep at night, close your eyes, picture that ladder, wood, steel, whatever, and just picture yourself going up the ladder every night. And within a few days, you might notice something. And all of a sudden, you're like, you're like, oh, shoot, I just went up a ladder. Had that. And so he says, when you've climbed the ladder, because we're never going to climb a ladder. Well, when you've climbed the ladder, 
come back here because that's when I'll be able to teach you the next step. So that means that words, okay, are important, but pictures create our reality. Our feelings create it. So when we can feel something, people say, well, John, I don't have the million dollars, okay? What would it feel like if you had the million dollars? What would you be doing right now if you had the million dollars? If I don't have it, I understand. I want you to feel like, what would you be doing? Where would you be going? Who would you be hanging out with? What kind of home would you be buying? What would you be wearing? What would you be eating? Feel that. And then it will become a dream that is reality in your life. Yeah, I love that, John. And I like that transition over time that you went from being an owner to an entrepreneur to a serial entrepreneur when you could identify the issue and that you could find a solution to fix it. You had to go through some pain, some challenges, some difficulties with a company that wasn't doing good work for you, Absolutely. realizing that you could do this and you could do it better. And even then you said you failed miserably for two years, but you continued. Exactly. But you know, failing is great because I didn't quit. Yes. As yes. long as I didn't quit, I haven't failed. Yes. I haven't quit. I might have not done well yet. I might have not made 10 million yet, but I haven't quit. I haven't failed. Yeah. Yep. Part of that learning experience through the process. Uh, I live question. for two reasons, Zach, every day. Yeah. And those two reasons are this. One, to become a better version of myself. And two, to help others become better versions of themselves. People say, well, John, that's selfish. Well, it's not. Because I can't help you until I first learn to like and love myself. If you don't like and love and treat yourself well, you're never going to be able to carry out that mission to other people you want to help in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's... There's a there's a verse that talks about that you know I love love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, if you don't love the yourself, golden, how can you love rule. your neighbor, right? The, the, the golden <laughs> yeah. rule. Exactly. Now, I like to ask this question of all sure. the guests that I have on the show. If you were to be given a million dollars, we were just talking about a million dollars. If you were yeah. to be given a million dollars, no restrictions to that today, how would you use that money to invest in your business or another endeavor? And why? Uh, well, right now, this is something I'm working towards. So right now, yeah. I would probably, uh, I, I would probably say uh, that I would put it toward our, our new building, uh, yep. so the building could be owned free and clear with uh, no mortgage, no payments. Yeah. That, that would probably be the thing. Uh, the other, the other thing that I probably might want to do with it, depending, um, is. Uh, get my brand off into even more stations around yeah. the United States because one of my passions is to get back in the keynote again. I spoke for yeah. Harvard. I spoke for Yale. Um, and I just like to make the difference. I had a doctor the other day who called me and he said, John, he says, um, well, how, how, how do we work together? And I told him, and I said, I don't work by the hour and I don't do all this stuff. And he told me what he was doing. And I said, well, this is my idea. And he's like, huh? And he said very interesting words. He says, well, that's very reasonable. Okay. And uh, he says, uh, well, will you put everything down on paper? I said, I'll be happy to do that for you. He says, you'll detail everything? I said, no. I mean, no. I'll give you the high-level overview of what we're going to be doing for you. Oh, when you hire me on the retainer, I'll give you the plan for the first month. Oh, well, I guess that's fair. So I think Absolutely. sometimes, Zach, we give away too much. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to be good people. 
um, but we give away too much or we're afraid because people say to us, hey, you know what? You're good at this. You're good at that. So what I do, Zach, if anybody abuses me, which it can happen, I say, look, uh, for example, I do work for a, a neighbor and they are supposed to pay me for something. Maybe somebody I know from a family member and they don't pay the company. I asked them once or twice and we're all automated. You know what happens if I don't get a payment in a couple months? I don't chase them. I don't even send them to collections. I just take the bill. I delete it. Now they come back and they say, hey, John, you know, I have a question. You know, I would love to help you. A little busy right now. Let me reach out to you when my schedule opens up. All right. But thank you so much for reaching out. I appreciate that. Yep. They're never going to get a call back from me. So sure. I think we have to realize that kind of treatment. And it's not to be nasty. It's to own your own power. And when you own your own power, and you know this, people can see it. They can feel it in you. It's, um, it's an energy. I walk around. I go to wherever I'm going. And I'm like, this is what I want. And even today, I was doing something for a client. And the guy expected it to be like an hour. And I walked in. I said, you know, this isn't going to be an hour job. He says, no, no, we're probably looking three or four hours. Oh, well, if that's what you think it is, I guess we'll have to do that then. So in the past, I'd be like, oh, it's going to be about four hours. Um, I know you probably didn't budget for that. So do you want me to just do like a little bit? Now I'm like, well, it's going to take four hours. Um, so how do we want to handle the financial situation? Check, credit card? Cash, you assume, or I'll say assumpt the reality. People always say assume is a bad thing, uh, you and me, but if you make an assumption to the jump, that's different than assuming. Assuming is making a conclusion when you have no facts. An assumption, the way I'm talking about it, is seeing the end result. So you might not know how to get that million dollars. You might not know how to do what you want to do, but you know the end result. And if you know the end result and you put it in your head, I'll tell you this, give away to the universe how it should happen. Don't tell the universe what kind of package it should come in. Don't tell it what day, what time, who should deliver it. Don't tell it anything. Universe, this is what I want. I know you're going to deliver it to me because you're a great and loving universe. And I know you're going to bring it to me. And I don't care how you bring it to me. I just ask that you bring it to me in a way that is good for all concerned. And that is a way that can support everyone legally. And that has a vibe to it. When you live your life with a vibe, people start to notice it. I was uh, coming out of a pizza place the other day. And this guy stopped me. I had my hat on that we made. Because he goes, you're that guy. First, you know, when you hear that, I was like, you know, don't be that guy. He's like, you're that guy. And I'm like, uh, I don't think I know you. You're John Morley. And I'm like, yes, I am. He's like, no, you're that guy. Uh, help me. Um, you're that guy I see all the time. Okay, yeah. You're that social media guy. That's you. You're the one that's taking all those videos, those pictures, the show. And so I said, Yes, that's me saying, oh, nice to meet you. Listen, I'm such and such. I have a business in town and I've been wanting to reach out to you because I was wondering if you had some ideas on how I could expand my business. Well, sounds like a great idea. Want to grab a cup of coffee next week and we could see if there's some interest. So what I do when I meet with that person is I don't sell them one thing. 
I just see if they want to change where they are. Do you have any pain? Do you want to change it? I never ask for the sale. I'm like, and if they say to me, hey, you know, um, well, I don't know if we're gonna, well, that's okay. Um, I'm very happy that you want to stay exactly where you are at the status quo, where you want to stay at the exact profit level you're at. I think that's great. And I appreciate that. But if you ever do change and you want to get higher than where you are, here's my number. And one of us will be happy to help you blast in front of your next client safely. Branding yeah. is everything. Absolutely. No, John, I, I love this conversation. And, you know, I absolutely would love to continue this conversation <laughs> perhaps in another, another episode show. in the future. Absolutely. Sure, I mean, sure, there's sure, sure. so much value that you've added just today and just sharing some of your experiences along the way and those elements, the things that you have learned. I and mean, it's clear that your mindset is a growth mindset, not just in business, but in self-development in life. And then also how you might be able to help others. And like in that example there, um, but that person has to be willing to to make some change. They, they well. got to be willing to make some change. <laughs> and you also got to be willing that if you put the olive branch out there and somebody yeah. doesn't take the, the, the branch, mm -hmm. don't get upset with that person. Okay. Yeah. No problem. Yep. No biggie. Um, you're not yep. ready for it. No problem. Or invite you to lunch. No problem. I always believe that everyone has free choice to decide yeah. to, to not do something, but realize that if you, I'm going to leave you with this, and that is if you decide to not do anything, if somebody says something to you like, you're a terrible writer, you're a terrible author, you're a terrible marketer. So rather than get upset or rather get angry or rather than just be like, and you just walk away, you just hard save that into your subconscious. Well, I'm a hard, I'm a bad marker, huh? I'm a bad marker. And now that's going on. So now you could do like, okay, this is what he says. I'm a great marker. I don't, and I know that I have great, I do all these great things. So what I typically like to do is say to the person, you know, um, Joe, that's an interesting statement you made. I was just wondering what brought you to that conclusion. And would you share it with me? Because I have hundreds of clients that, value the content I write from every day and it actually gets featured in world news. And they go back on the tracks like, oh, so you don't have anything to back that up, do you? Well, it was a thought I had. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I no, tell people, great. Zach, what they don't want to hear in a polite way. Yeah. Sometimes that's that's necessary. Absolutely. Now, if anybody wants to reach out to you and just actually find out more about what you're doing or connect with, uh, absolutely. with you directly, your social media, your absolutely. podcast, and your show. Yep, absolutely. So you can learn all about us and the, all the yep. stuff we do because it's always evolving by going to Believe, like my hat says, or if you can't see it on the show, if it's a podcast, go to BelieveMeAchieve.com. And that will Believe. give you my link tree. With a plethora okay. of connections where you can check out things like Science Fridays with John, Super Motivational Friday, JCM Academy Coaching, so many other things. In fact, last Friday, I decided to put my whole face into it. That was the topic. And I literally took a cake and I put my whole face into it. Why? Because I could. <laughs> Absolutely. I absolutely will encourage our guests to reach out to John. Go to BelieveMeAchieve.com and check out all of his different resources, all the links that he has available. I know you'll get a lot of value from following the work he's doing. So John, I want to thank you for being a guest today and 
for sharing some of your journey with us. It was a, a, a real privilege and a pleasure to be here. And remember, everyone, you can't achieve until you believe in yourself.